What's up, family? How are you? Welcome back to another episode of Better Minds Interrupting with Lovely T, myself, the spiritual personal trainer, and Maria, the brown girl interrupting. Hello, family. Salute and welcome all. So how are you doing today, uh, Lovely T? I'm actually in a good mood. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Feeling great, feeling good. That's how I feel. <laughs> that's, that's a good place to be. I see we got the red, both of us, right? We didn't even coordinate today. We just did. We never we, do. We never we do. We on that sink. We on that sink. Okay. And you know, okay, so we got an interesting topic today. Very interesting. It's it's going to be full of information. It's going to be fun. It's going to be gross. It's going to be ah moments. <laughs> Would you like to know what we're talking about today? Oh, you know I do. Let's talk about sex, lust, and love. Hmm, that's some heavy topics there. Sex, lust, and love. It's some heavy topics now. You know, I personally have my own thoughts, my own notes. And so let's get into it. All right. So I'm going to give you some background. You know how I do. We're not, we're, I don't need to define sex, lust, and love. I mean, but it'll, it'll come up. So let's talk about it right now. Namaste Redemption. Namaste Redemption. Welcome. Okay, so what's up? Tennessee missed you. Nice to what? see you. <laughs> Cup filled, blunt lit. I love it. What's up, Tennessee? Sounds like we talk in Tabernacle. Hello. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today's sexual energy is misunderstood and abused many people don't know and no longer enjoy its spiritual significance mm. sexual union is a sacred act we know this we all know this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. regarded with great respect and reverence by a particular person group or religion that's what the sacred act of sex is about with the individual Sex is a beautiful way to connect and raise soul consciousness. And by the way, this is adult speaking. Put the kiddos away. <laughs> this is the, the after hours 18 plus conversation. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes. Where's the disclaimer? We need that, right? That's right. Throw okay, it up there, okay. producer. Throw All that right. disclaimer up there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy Lee's nice. Nice. Okay. Thank you. All right, so sexual arousal requires the stimulation of the parasympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic consists of the nervous system consists of nerves arising from the brain and low and the lower end of the spinal cord and supplying the internal organs, blood vessels and glands with circulating oxygen. This nervous system has a relaxing and cleansing effect on the body. It reduces anxiety. It gives way to a sense of calm 
when you share a love touch, it heightens sensation. You know, when you touch somebody, you're like, ooh, especially if you romantically yes. like them. You're like, damn, this touch feels so good. Oh, damn, so, her touch is so tender and so, ooh. It gives you those sensations. Mm -hmm. And it nourishes your whole body. Pleasure and sensation are amplified through the sacral chakra, guys, which is the second one, right? So I think I gave y'all some spool on the roof. Here's the sacral. No, it was the heart, right? The heart chakra. Well, here's heart the chakra. sacral. The sacral is the second chakra, and it controls your sensations, your enjoyment, your sexual desires. It controls all of those. And there's some deficiencies and excess characteristics in those two. But we're not talking about that yet. So orgasms is the experience of completely letting go. Ooh, mm. we got let go in that too. <laughs> and allowing the body mind to surrender to the spirit and be flooded with ecstasy energy. That's the good kind of let go, though, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's the good kind of let go. That's the easy let go. I, I'm that's good with that one. Go. Yeah. I got that one. <laughs> also, warning: the opinions expressed in this program are those of the presenter in their current state of mind, which they have the right to change at any given moment. The IRANT Network and the members of the Ranters Union are not responsible for any claims made. All opinions and train of thoughts are welcomed here and protected by the First Amendment and the Ranters Union. All commentary, criticism, news reporting, research, teaching, and or scholarship of copyrighted material is protected by the Fair Use Act under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Irant Network and the founder of the Ranters Union, Jalogic, a.k.a. Mr. M, recommends that you take what is said and do your own research. Read a goddamn book and form your own opinion. Furthermore, listen carefully to the ranter's rant and debate their opinions and form your own conclusion. Thank you for watching this member-supported program, powered by the Ranters Union and produced for the iRant Network. Good day. All right. <laughs> okay. Can't now, blame me for the first warning, LOL. <laughs> okay, so, well, uh, you know, we were at orgasm. That's where you had me. So that, that, that Start from the... Orgasm is where we were, I believe. Okay. So and he said start for, Wait, what did Jess say? You said orgasm. That's why I think we were there. So I'm going to start at the beginning. Warning. We, we going to get warnings all night, huh? <laughs> <laughs> So, right. the orgasm is the experience of completely letting go and allowing the body-mind to surrender to the spirit and be flooded with ecstatic energy. All cells in the body open to receive the divine elixir and are realigned at the point of ecstasy. Climax is followed by spontaneous relaxation. 
So after you climax, the spontaneous of that relaxation is what gives you that satisfaction. Sex is a great healer when not abused. So there was a psychotherapist that did a research on bioenergy that sex and orgasms were crucial for the bioelectric current of energy to complete its circuit through the body, the energy. So it can mm. complete its circle through it. This flow of energy is essential for a healthy mind. That's why sex good. <laughs> so sex is good, good for your mind. So what I got so far, what I got so far, sex is good for your mind. It relaxes your body. It, it lets you let go in every way. As long as you're climaxing, let's be honest, right? Exactly. Okay. So, and, and it's healing. It's healing. It's okay. healing when used in the right way. This is something interesting. Do you know that dolphins are the only animals that have sex for the right reasons? And when I say the right reasons, sexual act is supposed to be a spiritual, sacred act. It's supposed to uplift you. It's not supposed to be, I mean, it could be whatever you want it to be, but the purpose is to feel the sensation, to enjoy it, just that. But they're the only animals that does that. All of them, they just making babies. <laughs> so wait, so dolphins actually have sex in order to feel sex versus... Yeah, they have sex for the pleasure, literally. Okay. They're the only animals that do that. Kennedy say, I heal. That's why I park with, say, clergy. It's spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, Kennedy. Okay, so let's get back to the sacral chakra now. It is the center of sexuality. It's responsible for the impulse of pleasure, of course, sensation, and sharing. For many people, orgasm is the closest they will come to a true spiritual bliss. Celibacy allows the life force to accumulate in the body because you're not releasing none of your energy. You're holding on to it, right? Energy can be then directed up through the chakras, enhancing spiritual experience. Check this out. Male ejaculation is thought to dissipate the life force, while for women, the life force can be contained during sex. Now, why is that? Why do men life force dissipate? Because we're absorbing and they're releasing. Hmm. Good stuff. Okay. So... I got a so, tip for you ladies. Okay, so wait, no, but I got to ask, because this is interesting, because I think you said like two totally different, like they were the same thing, but the different things, right? Like you said, celibacy is like also spiritually like connected and it's a good thing, but then sex is also spiritually connected and a good thing. So when, when do you choose which one? And what's the impact of choosing the different one? It's all in the person. It's all in what their purpose is. It's all in how their mindset is set up. 
also if if you're in a state of healing and you don't have no one nine times ten that's when man or woman becomes celibate because they probably healing looking to re-energize their soul their spirit and sometimes celibacy is a way to do it now going to having the sex or um like for us since we contain it which is good it, it don't leave us but for the men it only leaves when they ejaculate but it can be regained as you can see hmm. right did i clear it up i think so yeah 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 no i get that i get okay. that okay Kennedy, so what about when I leave my life force in and you release your life force? That's some spiritual shit. It is. That <laughs> is a sacred act yeah. when it's done in that way. No mm. jokes. No jokes. That's that's a sacred act. Good uh, evening, evening Mr. Jones. Good evening, good queens evening, in the Mr. panel. Jones. Salute to all the queens and kings in the chat. Yes. Good evening, Mr. Jones. Welcome. So I want to say, I got a tip for you ladies and men, you could tell your ladies this as well. It'll help both of y'all out, you know, women that experience dryness, I'm going to need you to drink more damn water. That's all it takes. Okay. What you eat also affects you, but for the most part, before you have the intimacy, please, I need you ladies to stay up on your water. You're supposed to be on your water anyway, everybody. But particularly if you're sexually active or if you find yourself being dry, I need you to just drink water. That's it. Your body is dehydrated. How are you going to produce moisture? That's just a little tip I wanted to give y'all. And some of y'all cougars might be mad at me. I believe Maria had a question on her Instagram like some months ago about sugar daddies. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but I did. I did this is interesting. Dating young men is bad for your health. Really? Ooh. Wait, how young is young? Hold on, wait. I can't have a parameter here. How much younger is younger bad for your health? Okay, I'm gonna go on my resources. <laughs> y'all see, like, I'm this every day. I don't know if y'all can see, but this me every day. This is what I be reading. I read from the book. But when I gotta go to my professional resources, I got you. I got the book. <laughs> so you ask me. I'm gonna read this. this. This is a little something for the men too. It don't really affect the men, but I'm gonna tell you why. It turns out that being a cougar can be bad for your health. Researchers from the Max Planck Institute found that being with a younger man increases a woman's chances of an early death up to 20%. Wow. The study found that Women in relationships with men seven to nine years younger had a less joyful and more stressful life. 
Hmm. On the other hand, men who were with women seven to nine years younger lowered their chance of death by 11%. In general, marriage is good for men's health. <laughs> for men's health, marriage is good. I like how you said men's health. It doesn't sound like it's good for women's health. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> when it's younger, when we're comparing it to that okay. seven to nine. So if men are married to women who are seven to nine years younger, that's a good thing. For them. For them. You know why? Because. Fertility? I won't say fertility. I would say more so. They are, an older man is real showy off or excited to be like, this is my girl. Especially if they younger. This is my girl, y'all. She thinks she's fine. The older men I'm talking about that do that, right? right? So they happy, they ecstatic. Half the time, us women are scared to be like, you know, I'm dating a young man. <laughs> That's him right there. We, we kind of. Well, because there's a judgment, right? Like, so for a man, that's and that's a different. Is that sexually oriented to our spirituality, or is that societal pressures, right? Because yeah, men are like, oh yes, you got like you get you get uh, accolades for dating a younger woman, but if you're a woman who dates a younger man, then you kind of like looked at as I don't know, almost like predatory. I feel yeah. like that that becomes yeah. predatory, but right? But you're right. But isn't that, uh, think about it. When a man have threesome, that's what it is, it's a threesome. When a woman have threesome, it's a train. It's, it's, it goes to what you said, society, the society pressures and programming and the society norms or trending and. Right. Okay. That's what it goes down so to. However, unmarried men can actually shorten their life. A man that is not married has a short lifespan. This is research. Okay. I mean, if you can compare and check it out and see, okay, well, let me see. <laughs> Let's see how true it is, right? Okay, so I'm gonna give y'all some statistics. Okay, more than, now this is the part we don't like, but y'all need to know. More than 75% of young women, no, let me read this. About 30% of 15 to 17 year old adolescents have had sexual intercourse, but only 80% of them use reported use, using condoms. More than 75% of young women, 18 through 25, felt they were low risk of acquiring an STD. So in their mind, that is why they don't need to use condoms. They don't believe in STDs and all that other good stuff, right? So I see we got someone in the chat here. Annie Johnson. Yes, Annie. Hi, hello. 
Hi, Hello, Andy. how are you? Okay, so welcome. The next time, well, <laughs> let's, let's hear all these. You think it redemption's got some redemption's got some thoughts on here. You think it you, would be longer, no stress, so they come, they claim. You know, but I think that's a good point because they they claim no stress, but the truth of the matter is women take care of men. That's why like, they live longer when they dealing with <laughs> younger women. That is true. That is true. Men don't take care of us. Well, not I'm not gonna say they don't take care of us. I mean, in a nurturing way. You know how we naturally it's a different kind of care. Right. They care for us, but the way we care, they don't in the same. They they do it the way they supposed to do in a man's way um but that is why they get taken care of very well by us ladies that cares so the next time you get naked with somebody ask yourself is it worth a slow death a miserable pregnancy or a sensation of pissing razor blades <laughs> Damn. <laughs> because it named it named some STDs. I am, I didn't feel like knowing names. Nah. We old enough. We know what S, the majority of these uh, STDs agreed. are. Agreed, agreed. I'm not feeling like this is much Valentine's Day conversation though, but okay, yes, yes. All yeah, those things I'm are trying true. to scare y'all from but these, all those things are true. I'm trying to scare you from spontaneous sex. <laughs> on valentine's day never spontaneous sex i mean like sometimes right i mean you, you know as long as you know the person okay. okay so let's let's get off of that let's say why he said the clap <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's say why sex is good for you okay it relieves stress we know that because we feel good after that right Okay, it lowers blood pressure. It boosts your immune system. It improves body maintenance because it is exercising as long as you're not missionary and boring, okay? It improves cardiovascular health. Why? Because have you ever realized you're out of breath when you have sex? If it's that good, if it's bomb, good, right? <laughs> you're out of breath. All right, you done sped up the metabolisms, okay? Yes. So it's good cardiovascular health. It boosts your self-esteem, of course. It improves the intimacy. It reduces pain. Okay, I'm gonna go deeper into that one. As oxytocin surges through your body, endorphins increases and pain declines. So because of the endorphins, that's why you're not feeling it. Would you say, Kennedy? Tennessee's gonna be cracking me up today. <laughs> it, it, makes and get some say, it makes you say fuck it and get some sleep. <laughs> okay, so sex also helps you sleep. Oh now. yes. And, it, <laughs> and Ani says, and it enhances ego. Yes, That's the it truth. Does. That's some truth. Sex heal wounds. Sex prevents old age. Hmm. Sex reduces prostate cancer risk, y'all. Sex strengthens your pelvic floor muscles. 
And ladies, learn to do Kegel exercises so you're going to be loose down there. Um, sex increases blood flow. Sex also is a fountain of youth. Sex increases testosterone as well as estrogen. So, did you know there's a medical reason why it just feels better without a condom? It's not just a reason why it feels better. It's a medical reason. Females in the study who were, and by the way, this recent study suggests that the male semen acts as an antidepressant. <laughs> so females in the study who were having sex without condoms had fewer signs of depression. Mm. Wait, wait, without a condom, fewer signs of depression? They have fewer signs of depression than women who use condoms or abstained from sex. These data are consistent with the possibility that semen may antagonize depressive symptoms. Evidence shows that the vagina absorbs a number of components of semen that can be detected in the bloodstream. So, fellas, y'all got Y'all got healing semen when done right. <laughs> if you got a depressed woman, sad situation, make heal her up, y'all. Heal her up. Fill her up. <laughs> Tennessee is off the so chain today. If a woman swallows the life force and I'm down there tasting her life force, oh, we 69, that's a circle of life. Damn, I didn't know I was that spiritual. Guess what? <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you said that because it talks about that. And I'm going to get to it. <laughs> so wait, though. We got to go back to a disclosure here, I think, because we went from STDs to sex without any condoms. So like, let's go back. And I think we need, for those who are young, who are who are enjoying and partaking in, in the sexual acts. And, and, and yes, it's a healing and it's spiritual and it's fabulous and it's good stuff. But, you know, be careful because, yeah, you could definitely get things. So even though the semen is a healer, if you don't know your person or maybe you know your person and they still doing all kinds of things with other people, you certainly don't want to bring that back to yourself and be peeing any kind of pain. So... Exactly. Exactly. Be careful and cautious. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I know we're skipping all over the place, and it's okay to skip. It's okay because we're still growing, we're still learning. Because before I did extra research, I was shocked, and you're about to see why. Okay, so this you won't be shocked by, but I'm gonna give you some another helpful tips. These are foods that can affect your sex life. Three foods that can make your sex life go down. And these is for you too, fellas. If you find it hard to come up in life, this is why you always down in life. I'm about to tell <laughs> you right now. All right. So if you eat a lot of fried foods, I'm gonna need you to stop. All that saturated fat is sure to give you the itis. 
okay? And make you feel too tired to move a muscle, even the third leg, all right? Okay, so calm down on them fried foods. Sugary sweets. The sugar in the cookies is a crash and burn. You Same thing, crash, you don't have no energy. Soda, the caffeine, again, crash. Medication, it's not a food, and sometimes you can't help that, but that is one, that is another reason. So what about those foods that can get you up though? I'm gonna give you six. Almonds, they're nothing. They're good for you. <laughs> they're good for you. I, I love uh, the irony of that ready. one. What'd you say? I love the irony of that one. They're nutty. <laughs> they, they nutty. <laughs> exactly. So almonds are great. They're a great natural source of energy, which are also said to arouse passion in women. Oh. Almonds are packed with vitamin E and a natural sex hormone stimulant. So it's a natural digiac almonds. So leave those chocolate-covered strawberries and chocolates away for Valentine's Day and break out those almonds. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to go buy my pack of almonds this week. <laughs> I'm going to pick some up, too. All right, so we got the avocado with its 25 essential nutrients. It is said to be one of the healthiest fruits in the world, which can also boost your immune, boost your circulation, and your sexuality. Bananas. The potassium, it's an energy booster. It helps muscle contract, leading to stronger orgasm, ladies. Mm, from banana. Eat a banana before sex. <laughs> Chocolate, you mentioned that, Maria. Chocolate, cocoa contains a chemical stimulant alone. And that gives you the makeup of the high, sexual high drive chocolate. You ever notice, and this is for the women, you ever notice, you be like, damn, so fucking wrong. And you on your cycle, but with the chocolate, they'll kind of satisfy you. Nothing yeah. is going to satisfy your horniness no. other than a man, but chocolate. You see that? You see how it's a stimulant because it satisfied that drive for you like the man would have, right? I'm going to have to say a toy could do it too, but <laughs> let's be clear. It could, it could. It's in between, right? You know, you know, it could. <laughs> but so, but that's interesting because it's like then chocolate just enhances the experience when you add it in to the experience. Yes, it does, right? it does. It does. Okay. Garlic. I thought it just got rid of vampires, but I guess it do more. <laughs> so eating garlic helps your body to release a chemical called allicin, which increases blood flow in the body. And all of that blood flow go all to the right places. And the fiber gives you energy from the garlic. Yes, garlic is fiber. So if you need fiber to add more fiber, add garlic to your dishes. Add flaxseed to your dishes. Um, ginseng. Hmm. Of course we know that. We know ginseng. I, I'm sure some of y'all fellas out there just be, you know, take the ginseng, drink the root, eat the root. 
I'm sure. Us ladies too, we need this the energy, the stimulant too sometimes. It's good for your mind too though, right? It is good for the mind. So ginseng has been used for thousands of years in traditional Chinese medicine to increase male virility and stamina. It's a natural Viagra. Leave them damn pills alone, y'all. Ginseng, natural Viagra, okay. That's right, leave them pills alone. Okay, Kennedy, here's you. This is your section. You're going to call it, put it in your mouth. <laughs> All right now, so. And this is, I'm, I'm dedicating this to you, Kennedy, because you almost, you almost told me what I was about to say. So, national statistics show that most Americans have some experience with oral sex. Lord, Kennedy. <laughs> I just eat pussy and I'm back in the game, coach. Best food on earth. I see you pushing the pee, huh? That, <laughs> the, natural, okay, so, the natural aphrodisiacs, right? Right. So more than half of the teens and about 90% of adults aged 25 to 44 have had oral sex with someone of the opposite sex. While that popular email about the health benefits of swallowing turned out to be an internet hoax started by a college student, there actually are some health benefits to oral sex and swallowing. Through prevent, though preventing breast cancer, as the email hoax claimed, isn't one of them. For example, a recent study found that women who gave their men oral sex and swallowed had a lower risk of a high blood pressure disorder that sometimes accompany pregnancy. Another obvious benefit is avoiding some of the risks associated with regular intercourse. HIV and other viruses are inhibited by saliva and destroyed by the stomach acids. You can't even get HIV if you suck somebody off, but you can. If you got cuts in your mouth, if you got cuts in your in your belly, your elements of your body, okay. Um, however, those risks jump back up if somebody got cuts, like I said, or open sores on their mouth or genitals. And for those of you that put your mouth on everyone and anyone, your <laughs> risk of catching the human HPV is high. And HPV increases your risk of oral or throat cancer. So um, I think you want to second guess oral if you don't know who that person is. If you know who that person is, go to town, damn it. Shit. That's right. Um, so don't laugh, men, because you can get it too. Throat cancer. You can get it too by giving oral. So you're not out of the sky for that one. All right. Ladies. Maria. Hmm. Do yes. you know a tip to tasting better? Oh, I think it's pineapples. Oh, that's one. <laughs> Everybody knows, well, all females know pineapple. But do you know why? No, what is it about the pineapples? 
Okay, well, all fruit, actually. All fruit. And the reason being, if you have a healthy diet, if you're not eating a bunch of crazy stuff, if you detox on the regular, when you eat fruit, it sets off the tanginess. Hmm. It makes it, it, it taste good. It sets off the tanginess, right? And when you have too much red meat or dairy, it makes you taste salty. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm just giving you some tips, ladies. You I mean, to be enjoying it, right? <laughs> I'm just glad I've been cutting those things out my diet. I mean, you know, so I'm already on the right track. I'm good. Hey, okay, there you go. <laughs> right. There you go. Of course, drinking plenty, plenty of water because it detox the toxins in your body, right. not just hydrate you. Right. It actually is a natural detox for you. Um, but those are a few of those. So I'm going to give you another, did you know? This is a shocker. I didn't know this. Maybe some of y'all did. I'm not too in tune with sex crimes. So in some countries and states, even here in the U.S., Anal sex is still a criminal offense, punishable by long custodial sentences, corporal, or even capital punishment. I did not know that. How would they know unless you raped the victim or something like that that you did anal? So other than that, could you get someone in trouble for that? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just asking questions. Like, how would you be able to get someone in trouble for that? Wouldn't you have had to allow them if it's not a rape victim, I'm saying? How could you, how would it be a, like, if the police don't bust it, boom, stop having to use sex. <laughs> like, I just want to know. <laughs> okay, so, of course, most of this is due to the gay stigma. Rather than health concerns, but if we're going to be real, you have to be, you have to consider that bisexual men in heterosexual relationships on the down low are statistically one of the notable sources of HIV transmission among black heterosexual women. And studies report that many HIV positive black men who are having sex with men don't reveal their HIV positive status or sexuality to their HIV negative female lovers. In fact, 12% of all men say they wouldn't tell their partner that they had HIV. That was a study done. How you feel about that, Marnie? Mm, I don't know. I think, so I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think like when you said it, what I was thinking was, um, that it 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 seems like it's the risk of obviously doing things without protection right? Right, right so so and then i don't know is it because of the stigma of homosexuality right that people rather than being honest are going to be on dishonest for the fear of honesty being like the way that they're not accepted Rejected. They're rejected, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so I think it's complicated. I think it's complicated, but I do think there's some there's some selfishness involved in the lack of protection. Agree. And and transparency. 
but I think I it's agree. complicated. So I'm, I'm not gonna say I know the answer to it at all because I think, you know, it's not my wheelhouse and I wouldn't, I think it's complicated. I agree, I think it is complicated. So speaking of rubbers, if you wanna be protected, the first rubbers weren't actually rubber. Did you know that? What was it? What was they using? Well, as early as the 1000 BCE, the ancient Egyptians used a linen sheath for protection against disease, while Chinese are known to have used oil, silk paper, or lamb intestines. I can see why they would use that. It worked so well that in the 15th century, Europeans copied the idea and started making tons of money selling lamb intestine condoms. Right, that's what Kennedy said, lamb skin condoms, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's true. promising protection from syphilis and later from unwanted pregnancy. The Japanese also had a condom-like device made from thin tortoise shells. Turtle condoms? Turtle condoms. Turtle con wait from tortoise shells? Yes. Turtle condoms. That seems really hard. I um maybe I'm having a hard time understanding how you take a turtle shell and make a condom out of it, but I might not be thinking outside the box enough. I don't know. Turtle condoms. I mean, I guess they thinned it enough. Can you see? I'm I think the Holy Ghost just hit me. I've always known I was preaching the goat. <laughs> That's why I'm the ghetto gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Kennedy? You went on this conversation, but we're going to come back for a film, The Pineapple Season. Uh-huh. Your body like a slow cooker to me. <laughs> I mean, if they died, then right. But in the meantime, we're going to check out this brief introduction of this commercial. If it's coming.
healthy. It will help you gain strength and flexibility. Maximize your self-confidence. products are actually pretty amazing and I have I have I I am a customer not only a friend of lovely tea but a customer too and I've done the spiritual healing that sacral sacral chakra has been some of the work right and I, I do have the candles and the soaps and I will say all of it from the yomi attainment is very is powerful it's powerful so you have to check out Lovely T and her life coaching and her spiritual healing and the journey that she will take you on to heal yourself. It's not an easy journey. You have to be willing to do the work. No, it is, it is not. It is not an easy journey. It's not an easy journey. It's not. It's not. A, but I can. I will guide you. You won't know how difficult it is until you heal. Then you'll be like, that, Damn, is, that was a tough journey I was going is, through. That is very true. You will hold our hand through the process. And that is huge. That is huge. Through the heart chakra to the sacral to it all. All of it. We're going to entune you, baby. Okay. So before we talk about uh, what Brown Girl got going on next Sunday, because this Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday. So we're going to give y'all a little break. I'm going to talk about sexually addicts and derelicts. Hmm. Well, I'm going to read it. 
and then y'all can give me some conversation on it. We could talk about this and see if we think the same as what is being put out. Do you remember when Kanye West said he was addicted to porn? No? Maybe I pay too much attention to hip hop media. Speaking on his abstinence from the drugs that most rappers indulge in, Kanye confessed, my only drug is porn. I have porn with me all the time. Whenever I go to the porn store, I call it the crack house. Maybe his huge porn collection is the reason why he's inseparable from the laptop he carries everywhere. Before sex hit the internet, a young Kanye was bringing smut magazines to school as a child. I'm not saying that looking at porn will make you a pervert, but we all know that being exposed to sex at a very young age can have some screwy effects on your psychology as you mature. Yeah. All I'm gonna say is, think of, um, what's his name, y'all? Um, gospel singer, inspiration. Uh, what are we talking about? Oh. That was addicted to porn. He, he's all out there. I can't think of it. Think about his name, throw it in the chat. He's a gospel singer. Kirk Franklin? No. Kirk Franklin? Kirk Franklin? Was it Kirk Franklin? Is it Kirk Franklin? I have I think it was Kirk Franklin. Franklin. I think it was Kirk Franklin. I think it was situation. Kirk Franklin. And his he actually went in on his addiction with sex and all that other stuff. So if you want to check it out, see what it's about. So and I would add to that because I think you know the 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 added thing when when young boys particularly right start watching porn because i don't think it's as much girls i mean the girls do too but i think it's more boys right that the thing is that um it kind of becomes the narrative of like how sex is supposed to work and they think that that's really what sex is right what porn is is what sex is with women and they got a skewed understanding of it right. entirely right right and it's not healthy when you go about it that way no no when you learned it through watching porn, it's not healthy. But and it's not about all the things you lifted up, which is the spiritual connection and the healing and the the intimacy. Like that's all gone. It's all like it's, it's all gone. Like it's that. been tainted. Yeah, it has. It has. Yeah. For sure. Kanye later confessed that he did have a problem with sex. When Marvin Gaye made "Sexual Healing," it was a fun song, but he really had a problem with sex. And I think I have a sexual problem, a sexual addiction. I want to do it all the time. I'm sure ye got some issues, but I don't think people like Kanye have the clinical level of sex addiction experienced by people who are really sick. Holly Berry's ex-husband, Eric Benet, realized the same thing once he checked into a rehab for sex addicts. He explained sex addiction is a real thing. You know, in retrospect, it's not what I would label my situation. Hold on. If he wasn't addicted to sex, how does he explain his cheating? Making some stupid ass, stupid ass mistakes, Benet continued. We all know I cheated. I was out there. It's a betrayal, but I never did have sexual intercourse with anyone while I was with Holly. Going into rehab was presented to me by her mother that in order for the marriage to have a shot, this is what you need to do. But I'm not a sex addict. I wanted to save my marriage and do anything necessary to do to do that. I went 
and I heard other people's stories and realized this is really not my struggle. So even if you think you're addicted to sex, you might not be. You might just need that one person and just go ham on them. <laughs> Are you well, a sex addict? So that, that's a big difference. Having a healthy sexual appetite with someone you're with is different yeah. than having a sex addiction. A sex addiction is literally like, I mean, I mean, you would know, right? You're giving me the information, but that's like to a point where there's no, no holds barred, right? Like it's literally right. with anything, anyone, anywhere, and it's that addiction. So you need it constantly, right? And in right. a way that there's, there's almost withdrawal if you don't have it, right? Right. Versus, you start getting angry. Everybody versus, is your enemy. Right. Which, I mean, that can happen when you have a healthy, you know, sex, a sexual appetite, right? But yeah, of course. That, you know, because you, you want it, right? You well, want it, you're craving it, but, but not the same way, right? Because it's a healthier perspective and there's still moderation. And, and I'd like to think, you know, at least limited partners in it, right? It's not right. like, it's not like everybody. Right. It's not everybody. Potentially, it could even be one partner, but right. for some, I would think it could be more. So Right. It depends on that person's mindset. Kennedy say most atmosphere of sex is in church. They party on Friday and Saturday and be at church early Sunday morning to get back to the house and the cycle continues. I can see that. Mm. I can definitely see that. Yeah. So... Maria, are you a sex addict? I'm not a sex Probably addict. not. If you're I an would, adult, <laughs> no, I would. I have a. I would say again, sex healthy sexual appetite is there what you I go. Would describe it as. <laughs> if you're an adult who constantly craves sexual satisfaction, you might have developed a compulsive behavior, which can resemble an addiction. But you're not really an addict. You just play one in real life. Since it's not a real addiction, there won't be real withdrawal if you get yourself back in check. And for some people, getting over a psychological fixation, obsession can be just as hard as beating an addiction. For the strong-minded among us, it's much easier. So you might not even be an addict. You might not be a sex addict. You might just love having sex, but that don't mean you're a sex addict. Because if you can control, does that make you an addict? Or it just make you crave? You're craving no. more than, no. a, than an addict. And that's different. That's different, yeah. right? Craving something is enjoying it for what it is right, right, right. And, and craving it for what it is and and looking for it for when it is right but addiction is one where it becomes like part of who you are right like it's part of what like you survive through what you have to have in order to get through the day to get through the moments right that's right so maya what's your show about that's coming up oh well actually I think we'll go see a commercial, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm moving from blogs to a to a podcast as well. I think we're about to see exactly what it is. We are soon. 
Hi, my name is Maria, but you are soon gonna know me as Brown Girl Interrupting. Um, and what I mean by that is that very soon, hopefully, you're gonna be following my blog. I am a writer and I started writing because I was married, I had children, and then my life changed when I separated and I did a lot of learning and reflecting and growing in that process of change because change always leads us to that. And I've decided or decided to share that with the rest of the world because sometimes hearing that someone else is going through the same thing as you or understanding and putting words to the feelings and experiences we're having helps us to heal from them or grow from them or learn from them. And so that's what my blog is. It's writing about life, healing, relationships, parenting, dating, marriage, pain, love, mistakes, growth, and coming out whole still in all of it as a human flawed but always open to new things so that's my life that's my journey and it's written in this blog but my hope is that you are going to go to www.browngirlinterrupting.com and join and subscribe to the blog and read all about my story to help you maybe gain some perspective on yours. All right. All right. Okay, so, so before my producer kicked me in my butt, let me get into this last bit. Can I can I do a little quick plug before we do that last bit? Of, of course. Because I, I want to say that I'm I'm a blogger, yes, and that is the information. But I do want everyone to join me for my new show called Pain to Power, Leading with Love on Brown Girl Interrupting's YouTube channel, which all the information is down there. So make sure you subscribe and hit the notification bell. And I'm going to be interviewing Isaiah Frizzell, who is known as the Bird Brain Podcast. And he is a deep analytical thinker all about motivation and self-love and healing and relationships. So you got to come and join us on February 20th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So not this week, but next Next week. Sunday. Next Sunday. We'll remind you. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, of course we will. <laughs> okay. So moving on Hi. to the derelicts. Oh, what, okay, so now you have to explain this word, word to me because I've heard it before, but I don't know what it means. Derelicts, what does that mean? I don't want to be uh, mean, but simply put, no clue. They have a clue, but no clue to how they're going about things. So we've got addicts and derelicts. Like those are mm -hmm. our two categories here, right? So right. Addicts, addicts are too much into it. They need it. It's like this, like it's an addiction. It's a, it's an unhealthy connection to it, right? right? Unhealthy need for it. So a derelict has no idea. They have an idea. Can it yeah, be pretty people, much. people that, that would fuck anything? Okay. That, right. Pretty much. They have All an right. idea, but like I said. 
They have no clue to who, what, when, where, why. They just go at it. How is that different from addiction, though? That's a good question. An addiction, as a matter of fact, let me go. I can't do it now. I'm live on this side. But an addiction is you're addicted to a certain thing. You have to have it. If you don't have it, you're act or behave in a, man, a certain manner, right? Because you need mm -hmm. to have this thing. A derelict is not addicted to it. They just want to do it. They have no clue to why. They're just doing it. They might have reasons as far as if they're in relationship. They just, they're just cheaters. There's no... So is it, it's more lustful? It's more, it's more just, lustful, yes. It's more just ego more than anything. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like it's just your personal, like I just want to be satisfied because That's, my ego is in the way. Right, which is not an addiction. It's just, no. I want to do this, this, that, the third, and, and. It's about me and I want what I want when I want it. And that's it. That's a right. derelict. Okay. So right. now what about if you have sexual cravings are a little odd? Commonly dubbed perversions, sexual deviations, and paraphilia is a condition in which a person's sexual arousal and gratification depend on fantasies urges or behaviors that are out of the ordinary and often extreme. Of course, paraphilia are reported, reportedly more common in men than in women. Reportedly, because you know, most men don't report stuff. So we could be even, I'm just saying. What you about to say? I said it's possible, right? Yeah. Some will sound familiar, others will not, but I'm going to let you Google them and rather than trying to explain some of this shit. Of course, there are others. In fact, some sources list as many 547 different paraphilias. Up until 1973. Hold on. Is paraphilia like another word for fetishes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we're talking about fetishes, people who got fetishes. Yes. Okay. Homosexuality was also listed as a fetish. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> but was removed due to pressure from gay activists. Okay, so Albert Ellenberg, 1914, wrote, All the forms of sexual perversions have one thing in common. Their roots reach down into the matrix of natural and normal sex life. There, they are somehow closely connected with the feelings and expressions of physiological eroticism. They are hyperbolic intensifications, distortion, monstrous fruits of certain partial and secondary expressions of this eroticism, which is considered normal, or at least within the limits of healthy sex feelings. Again, they have no clue to why they're doing what, when, where, where, where who, huh, and why, because they seem it as normal, so they won't be addicted. Meaning, it's very real and natural for us to have sexual desires and for certain things to become triggers or objects of our attentions. But fetishes develop when those things grow beyond our control. 
to become counterproductive to a healthy social sexual life. Let's face it, it's hard enough finding a mate in our communities. Imagine how hard it would be finding a mate who will let you pee in their mouth. So what do you do? I don't want that mate. <laughs> yeah, we don't want just, that mate. As a matter of fact, don't you, want that you mate. come over here. You, um, don't sign up. Don't sign up for that one. <laughs> if you if you even think, I, Lorraine and Bobby, come on. This ain't R. Kelly. We ain't peeing on nobody. Okay, so what do you do? Depends on how much you have an interest affects your life. For some people, they're just preferences. For others, their entire lives have been consumed. If it's caused if it's caused problems for you, find self-help group, a therapist, or a healthy outlet for those cravings. There's probably a safe way for you to engage in whatever it is that floats your boat. But bear in mind that whatever's done in the dark will one day come to light. For the more extreme cases, they've got medications for that kind of stuff, but the jury's still out on, the, on whether they work. Again, there's therapy even holistic therapy for most disorders. A lot of the time you're fixated on something that affected you strongly when you were young, while your sexual attitudes were still forming. For example, your dog happened to be in the room watching the first time you got some. Now you can't have sex without a dog licking your ass and Scooby-Doo DVD playing on the big screen. Clearly, Time for some kind of therapy. Unless, of course, your mate loves you enough to understand. And if you can find a mate who will accept and love that, you better thank your lucky stars and never mess things up between y'all. <laughs> Unless, of course, you got a million dollars for hush money and enough fame to find someone else who will tolerate your kinky ass. And there's people out there like that. We know that. It is. It Stay is. out there. It is. It is. So. We so are Trini, a little over time. Trini, do you have any final thoughts for us to end our day? Some thoughts today? I do have some final thoughts. Don't let your desires turn into lifelong problems. If your interests or preferences are getting in the way of your sexual and or overall health, it's time to seek help. I need y'all to have a safe and good Valentine's Day. I hope I didn't scare you. <laughs> and remember to come and check us out again every Thursday, 9 p.m. Same bat time, same bat channel. Peace, love, and light. Okay, no.